Welcome to the Comic Web's Old Time Radio Program Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting story from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Our site has other great features like a message board, free OTR downloads, games, and much more. Check us out at www.comicweb.com. Please fill out our podcast listener survey. Go to comicweb.com and click on the survey link. This will let us know who's listening and how to improve our podcasts. Thank you. This week's old-time radio episode is Tarzan, Tarzan's first birthday. In this episode, we find out how you can have a radio program starring an infant who can't speak yet. And when he can speak, he has only apes for company. And now, kids, it's time for our Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 19, 28, 6, 21, 27, 4. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all of the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, and a certificate of membership. The code again is 19-28-6-21-27-4. And now, Tarzan. Tarzan of the Apes, a character of Edgar Rice Burroughs' famous book, in reality is the son of a titled English couple, Lord and Lady Crystal who were put ashore by a mutinous crew in the jungles of West Africa. The maroon couple were left with tools and firearms, and Tarzan's mother and father built the little hut in which Tarzan is born a year afterwards. The night of their little son's first birthday, Lord and Lady Greystoke are sitting in their rude but strongly built home. Around them lies the jungle, dark, mysterious, teeming with great sinister shapes, Mocking with dreadful quiet through the night. The roar of a lion tells the mighty monarch of the forest has made his kill. And from farther away can be heard the hideous laughing cry of the hyenas, echoing the lion's thunderous roar. The wind rustles the leaves of the trees outside. Both are subtle. What's that, John? Yes. Yes. I heard it, too. Oh, oh it's only the wind in the trees, dear. <laughs> It gave me rather a start. It did me too, woman. <laughs> Silly as both fathers. Nothing short of a herd of elephants to force its way in here. I confess a bit of pride. This place is built like a vault. Oh, John. I know we're enough, but sometimes I don't think I can stand it a moment longer. It's, it's a night. They're dreadful. There. There, that's what I mean. Night long, the jungle seems to threaten us. And those hyenas, oh, that hideous cry of theirs. It's like the laugh of a maniac. They seem to be jeering at us. Oh, someday, someday, they... Now, Alice, get hold of yourself. You can't let go this way. You'll go mad. You have to hold tight, dear, for him. For him. He's a year old today, John. Yes, a year old and a pound is enough. Sleeps through gunshots and everything. He's a darling, isn't he, John? And a picture of you. Nothing of the sort. He looks exactly like you. Oh, oh yes, he does, dear. Why, he has your eyes and that sweet little smile of you. Oh. Why, that's exactly <laughs> like you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
so I can get a bead on the bag of fruit here. All right. There. Don't get your face too close to the, to the luggage. He may strike through. There. There. See through here. Uh, he's a big brute. I don't want to look. Shoot him, John. Shoot him. There, dear. Old Teddy. We'll have a lion skin wrap the baby in. Hurry, Lord, he must be hungry to come up this way. Oh, his eyes. It's terrible. Those horrible teeth. Oh. Got away from my arm. Oh, I put that one light down his throat. Another one will saddle him. There, that's going to a liar. It's all over, dear. Oh, why, he's as scared as a door now. <laughs> Don't be frightened. Oh, John. I, I'm sorry to go to pieces this way. Really, I am. But you know, the, the last few days, I've had a terrible premonition that something would happen. It's all silly, I know. But, oh, I can't escape this dreadful feeling. You're just nervous, that's all. Why, any day now, we'll wake up and find a boat in the bay. And you and I and the little chap there will go sailing back to England. It's been two years now, and there's been no boat. Two terrible years, John. Why, Alice, I can't understand this in you at all. Oh, fuck up, my girl. Don't let it get you this way. Oh, I'm sorry, John. It's like a terrible threat hanging over. Listen to the jungle now. Why, there isn't a sound. No. That shot quieted them for a little while. But the silences are the worst of all. The silence means that something awful and dreadful is passing through the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> silence is broken for you. A panther. Oh, John. I hate to show the white feather like this. And I shan't do it again. Now, there, that's a promise. White feather? Oh, why, Rob. You've been marvelous, Alice. This infernal jungle is bound to get you once in a while. Come on, kiss me and forget it. Gladly, sir. Doc. Which one of our neighbors is that? A boy. The apes I hate worst of all. They're so human and yet so far from human. Those long, powerful arms, their awkward gait and the terrific speed in which they swing and leap from branch to branch. They are nasty beggars. That one you shot yesterday. Oh, those nasty, close-set eyes and yellow fangs. Come on now. Oh, forget it. Again, the cry of a huge bull ape, a brutish creature of terrible strength and awful temper. The ape has suddenly gone mad, raging, foaming mad, with that peculiar madness which suddenly seizes bull apes and quickly passes. He's running rampant among his people. The younger and lighter apes are scampering to the highest branches. Kayla, a young female, comes into the clearing. Her baby is clinging to her neck. She doesn't know. She doesn't know that all that has gone into one of his terrible rages. Go at sight her. The others yell hoarse cries of warning. She's bearing down on her. She leaps from branch to branch. She has her by the ankle. She breaks loose. Up the tree she goes. Go right behind her. She makes it. She leaps to another tree. She, she makes it. 
The dark has her baby stripped loose from its mother's neck. It falls. Falls to the ground with a thud. All that roaring grows fainter, fainter, as he hurls his powerful body through the trees. That bull ape is certainly doing a lot of boasting tonight. He, he sounds very close, John. Oh, he's miles away. Those bull apes have tremendous lung power. This is sound. Yes. John, it's getting a little cold. I think perhaps we'd better build a small fire. Baby sneezed this morning. All right. I want to go out and drag that lion into the shed anyway before the hyenas get at the skin. John, have you noticed how deathly still the jungle has suddenly become? Mm, dust of love. Oh, where's the axe? Over there in the corner. Just a few sticks will do, John. Just enough to keep the chill off. Right, oh. Be back in a second. Aren't you going to take your rifle? Oh, I'll hardly need it. Just going out to the shed. I'll leave the door open. The light will keep any animals away. All right. You know, every time I open the latch on this door, I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> well, it's quite an invention, Alice. <laughs> yes, dear. I have admired it before. Oh, no. Now run along and get the wood. Yes, all right, dear. <laughs> The sound of Greystoke's axe echoes through the strangely silent jungle. Greystoke doesn't notice the fearful tenseness of the silence. The jungle is cringing, cringing away from a monstrous shadow which moves ominously through the hushed and fearful night. A huge ape comes to the clearing. It is Bolat, the crazed derelict of the jungle. He halts. His insane bloodshot eyes at sight of the unsuspecting Greystoke, they gleam hatred from beneath shaggy brows. He bears his fangs as though in a horrid snarl, but no sound comes from his great throat. Slowly, noiselessly, the 350 pounds of stifled rage moves across the clearing. Bolt upright, his mighty arms dangling loose at his side. A shadow falls across the log which Greystoke is chopping. He looks up into the beastly snarling face of the roof. Oh! The ape makes a lunge, Greystoke. Ah! Has closed the door. Greystoke raises his axe, brings it down with terrific force. The ape has his axe in his terrible hands and swings it from him. With bare fangs, he leaps at Greystoke. Ah! 